0: Hello, everyone. I'm Kevin Miller, and this is The Ziegler Show, where our goal is to inspire your true performance. In this episode, success doesn't happen by accident. Uh, We would all agree to that statement, I believe, but the reality is most people subconsciously feel it's either going to happen to them or not. I mean, our culture today takes less responsibility than ever for the realities of life. Uh, I think media showcases that as well. Take chronic illness and disease, for instance. It's on a radically high growth curve, and while we know most of it is a result of poor lifestyle choices, the average person believes it's just kind of genetics and the luck of the draw. Which, again, that the media helps proliferate. But I think you know better, which is why you're here listening to the Ziegler Show. Well, in this show, I bring you again Howard Partridge. He was my guest from show 759, where we discussed why we. We do and don't implement. Uh, So this is our habit show. We're going to walk through the seven spokes on the Ziegler wheel of life with Howard. And he has an interesting story. He came from a poverty stricken family with seven kids. He was kicked out at 18. And in this show, you're going to hear him tell more of that story and how he simply worked. He worked hard and he uh, worked a lot. Today, he's a self-acclaimed beach bum. And while he still works a lot, it's out of joy in his work and providing great employment for others as he incredibly no longer needs to work for his personal income. So I think you'll gain a lot by hearing him walk through just these realities of the daily routines and habits of his life. Again, his new book, F I T failure to implement. You can get it at howardpartridge.com or wherever you buy books. So I'll get started with Howard right after I share some great products and services with you. Well, Howard, this is fun to go through the Ziegler wheel of life that you know so well and look at your daily habits, which is what we call the show, but routines. And of course, it brings me right back to our first show together. And that was your principle number seven was process. And you talked about that, just those daily routines. So we're gonna go behind the scenes here on your daily routines. We'll start off number one, as you know, that is the physical side. And I I add nutrition onto that, physical nutrition. What are the things that you're doing in that spoke of your life? To be where you want to be. So you had to start with the one that I struggle with the
1: most. Absolutely. <laughs> <huh>? <laughs> yeah. So uh, when I get it right, my habit is first of all I love coffee, and unfortunately, I love uh, half and half. So ah, uh, yeah. coffee's first in the yeah. day. Good coffee, and I know you love good coffee too. Absolutely. So uh, so I uh, use a uh, an app that tracks my calories. I know that you're really into all that kind of stuff. And, uh, so I, um, uh, using that app, uh, helps me. We talked about in the interview, the progress principle, and that helps me stay on track. Yeah. I know that, that, that calories is not the whole picture. And then I try to do some exercise every day, like, like, uh, basketball or ride my bike and, one of the things I find about being at the beach, at my beach house, is I walk the beach, I yolo board, I swim, and I tend to eat right. It's the weirdest thing.
0: Uh, yeah, it's a great environment to do that. I mean, how can you not be so inspired know, by right? that and yeah. want to want to be well? Hey, can I ask? Just as people may wonder, what's the app that you use?
1: It's called uh, My Fitness Pal.
0: Oh, sure. Yep, I'm aware of that one. Yeah. Real,
1: real popular
0: one. My fitness pal. Yeah. And I I do appreciate that, that it also goes into, yeah, number nine principle from our first show on tracking and and the massive, massive power of that. Well, number two spoke, uh, family, friends, relationships in general. What are the routines, habits that you employ there to keep your relationships healthy?
1: Well, first of all, I travel a lot. So my wife won't get tired of me. (laughs)
0: There you go. There you go. <laughs> Actually, Absence yeah. makes the heart grow fonder, right?
1: <laughs> Actually, yeah. I love to work. And so, uh, what I, um, what I do is I structure my day. I work six days a week, so I don't work on Sundays and, uh, I typically only work until four maybe five in the evening. And so I'm pretty much free every, every evening. So I can, You know, I can uh, spend time with my granddaughter. I need to see her every day. And uh, I go and with my wife to visit her parents who are in a home in Houston and we go and encourage them and that sort of thing. So I have a very good, I feel a very good work life balance. Now I know that there's some people in my life that say you shouldn't work as much as you do because I work six days no matter what. I work six days no matter what. Even when I'm at the beach, I work every day and I might take more time to walk on the beach or whatever, but I'm usually sitting on the beach writing or thinking or doing more of the planning uh, part of my work. But yeah, that's how I do that. Take Sundays off and evenings off to um, balance it out.
0: Yeah. The Sundays off, you know, that's one that people hear and I'm reading a book. Actually, the interview's coming up with John Mark Comer. His book is The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And I'll tell you, Howard, he brings Sabbath into focus better than I have heard in a long time. It's been mm. convicting mm. to me. Uh, Generally, I don't work on those days, Uh, well, vocationally, but it's so easy to get in the habit of doing some household things or even some family things that are a work. It is not a Sabbath. So I've really been coming around to that again. So great to hear that from you. Well, the third spoke, mental. Uh, What are the things that you do? uh, Of course, in the first show that we did together, of course, you talked about the the Ziegler power of, uh, you know, we are where we are, who we are, because of what we put on our minds and How are changing that? I know that's a priority in your life. So tell tell us about that. I read every day.
1: I I know the spiritual is coming up, but I read a chapter out of the Bible every day. Right now I'm writing a devotional. So it's sort of uh, my writing and reading and studying for that is sort of wrapped in together. But I read every day. Sometimes I read uh, several hours a day. Like right now I'm in the Caribbean for a week. I, my routine is I get up, have coffee, I read a chapter out of the Bible, I pray, I read and write for several hours. And then after lunch, I go out and do go to the beach and do whatever it is that the rest of the group is doing and have dinner and all that. So I read every single day and I'm always listening to uh, informative, uh, you know, podcasts and things like that.
0: Yeah. Just the bringing in the good information. Yep. Uh financial and that is a uh, four spoke here you know that well and you've seen as you talk about again your personal story of coming up with finances at an all-time low and then how you yeah. worked yourself out of that and I know you've done really well but I know a big part of that is specific principles that you have put in place for your financial well-being. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, so long story made short is I grew up uh, on welfare. There were seven kids crammed a little 600 square foot shack and the roof on that house was so bad that every time it rained, we had to get out all the pots and pans to catch the leaks. My mother fed us on $100 a month from the welfare department. And when I was uh, almost 18 years old, I got kicked out of the house, had zero money. My friend and I bummed up Uh, $39.95 for a Greyhound bus ticket to Houston, Texas. I literally had 25 cents in my pocket when I arrived in Houston, Texas on that Greyhound bus. And my real dad who I'd only met twice in my whole life was real successful. And I started learning about, you know, how to make money and things like that. I became a waiter and, and uh, ended up starting my first business out of the truck of my car when I was a waiter. And through customer service and just sheer hustle, I was able to uh, make good sales in that business. But I didn't understand finance. And I got this vision to expand the business. And I had a couple of partners come on. We grew it from like 300000 to $2.5 million a year with a lot of debt. And mm. I, I bought a whole fleet of trucks at one time. And I just, I just didn't worry about debt. And I later realized that every day I was waking up and the only thing I could think about is how are we going to make that monthly, you know, those line of credit uh, payments and the credit card payments and the payments on the vehicles and all that. And it was then that I made a decision that I'm going to fix this and get debt free. And because of that decision... To be debt free personally, and putting some financial systems into place with a lot of help from a financial consultant by the name of Ellen Roar, my partner Scott Zach, we uh, I got uh, debt free, and that business is is hugely profitable today. It's turnkey, and uh, I just really made a de- decision that my business is going to be profitable. And so now I've been able to invest in real estate and things like that, other businesses. And, and, uh, but it was just a matter of, and I think that this is really what my book is all about. It's about practicing certain principles. Yeah. If you spend money and don't pay attention to it and don't track your money, you're, if you're successful, you're going to be successful by accident. And we don't, create success in our life and in our business by accident. We create success by adopting phenomenal principles to live by, proven principles that work.
0: Well, and folks, as you're hearing that, well, this will be in the intro, but uh, there's the new book, Failure to Implement, which as of today has been out for 10 whole days. So, uh, 10 whole days. 10 whole days, yep. Spiritual. Spoke number five, one that I know is near and dear to your heart.
1: Absolutely. So funny thing is I grew up going to a Baptist church, but I was always a rebel. And when I was 15 years old, I stopped going altogether. And uh, fast forward to uh, 23 years old, still rebellious guy and uh, liked to party and everything and God invaded my life. I don't know where it came from. It just just God invaded my life. I knew what I had to do and I gave my heart to Jesus Christ in night in December of 1987 and became born again. My whole life changed. I really it was it was literally the difference between night and day. It's a whole story that I tell in one of my books, my very first book, the last chapter of it. But um, I believe that uh, Jesus Christ is the son of God, that he saved me. And so every day I get up and I take in the word of God. I read a chapter of the Bible every day, as I mentioned before, I pray every day. And I just try to allow God's Holy Spirit to speak through me Mm -hmm. and to to. You know, the thing is, is that when you're in Christ, I wrote another book called uh, Think and Be Phenomenal, and there I found 73 scriptures through studying the Bible for over 30 years, 73 scriptures that uh, have to do with our identity in Christ. Regardless of how you feel, Mm -hmm. if you're a believer, there are certain truths about who you are in Christ. And as the scripture said, it's Christ in you, that is the hope of glory, not what you've done, not the business you built, not your physical uh, strength or attractiveness or anything like that. Uh, So, yeah, so I just, I thank God for saving me and I um, do everything I can to introduce people to God through
0: Jesus. Well, and you have, as Zig Ziglar did so Brilliantly meshed what his vocational life was and his business efforts with being that mirror of Christ and using that as a conduit. And uh, it's a gift to see Howard. You are listening to The Ziegler Show, and we're walking through the seven spokes on the Ziegler Wheel of Life with Howard Partridge. If you haven't heard our first show together, episode 759, I highly encourage you to do that as we talk about why we do and do not implement. His new book, FDI, Failure to Implement is Significant. Uh, Next, I'm going to ask Howard about his career and what he shares is really inspiring. So we'll jump back in after I share some great products and services with you. Well, the sixth one here, career, and you have had a successful career, but as you've gone along and, you know, even today, and I, I asked a somewhat uh, same premise to all my guests, you know, where you are today, I'm sure you have more opportunity than ever in your life and yet you've established your values. So what do you do? What do you see yourself doing to keep your career where you want it, which, you know, going back though, too, is interesting for you saying, you know, you're working for other people at this point. You don't have to for yourself. So yeah. that's, so I'll let you unpack that and the career spoke. What are your habits, routines, structure in the career spoke?
1: Yeah. Well, my first job was working at a nursing home as a dishwasher at 14 years old. I've had a lot of jobs and I mentioned being a waiter and all that started my business and uh, worked 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Realized that I could have a turnkey business, invited partners in, went through a lot of struggles, not just with the financial, but with partners, and was able to get that business turnkey. Then 22 years ago, I started helping other small business owners build their businesses, became a coach. Uh, Zig Ziglar spoke at my conference in 2008. Tom and I got to know each other, became the exclusive small business coach for Ziglar, then the director of training operations. And now I'm Tom's integrator, if if you will. And so I help him, you know, just make good decisions with the company. And we have a very solid coaching program. We have clients in over 100 different industries in 20 different countries. And what I see myself doing is just continuing to do what I do now, um, writing books, Uh, sharing with people like this, I feel like this is my life work. And just my purpose is, and my goal is, is just to help people to know that they can A, be the person that God created them to be. Secondly, they can build that business that they want to build. And what one man can do, another can do. So I see myself doing something similar to what I'm doing now. Uh, One thing uh, I mentioned that I have a devotional that I'm writing now. I have two books on the front burner on the stove. I have a couple simmering on the back burners, but the other one I want to write this year is, um, is a book for young people. It's called phenomenal youth, seven lies that you've been told. And I want to have that out sometime um, later this year so that we can start bringing up the next generation.
0: Yeah. Last one, personal. And one of those, you know, generally Howard, uh, historically I ask, you know, what is it that you do for fun, for play that side of life, but also, uh, lately I've started putting in there just the things that you do for your self-care, the things that, you know, make Howard the best Howard that you can be for everybody. Uh, so tell us a little bit about the uh, personal yeah. spoke. Yeah, you bet. So that's <clears> the easiest <throat> one. I'm a beach
1: bum. I love <clears> the beach. I love to be at the beach. I would sleep outside on the beach if I could. <laughs> and actually i probably could so uh change the language there i have a big porch if i just screened it in and put a sure. bed out there but my neighbors probably wouldn't like that yeah. very much uh but uh but yeah i just love the beach and that's what refreshes me that's what renews me i love just to dig my toes into the sand and just jump into some beautiful water that's where we're here in the caribbean right now and um and I sleep enough that we talked about health earlier. One thing that I do that I think is important, even though I don't always eat right, I don't eat terrible, but and I don't always exercise unless I'm at the beach, but I get, uh, I get self-care. I, I sleep. I get a massage on a regular basis. I can afford that. And, um, you know, so, so I get good sleep. So I have good mental energy and, and I'm rested, but I'm a beach bum more than anything else. And so I can take naps on the beach and do my whole beach thing all at the same time. So that's what I love. to
0: hear. Yeah. It's been, it was fun even in the first show just to hear your devotion to that and that realizing that thing that just that just fills you. And I, it's fun. Yeah. I, I didn't hear any justification from you. It just is what it is. And I have, <laughs> it is what it is. I have come to more, you know, that's me with the woods. That is, that is my life. Yeah. And that's why, yeah. I, that's yeah. why I live at 9,200 feet above sea level in a national forest is because I have mm. no idea why. Uh, but man, it just, yeah. it's, it's food for myself.
1: Quick, yeah. Quick question. Did you grow up or go around the woods? Did you go to the woods a lot as a kid?
0: Nope. Nope. Okay, I, uh, blew my
1: theory, nope. Blew my theory,
0: you know, it did, it it, it, it it is. So I'm an outlier in that my family is not of the, they like the heat and the humidity and I like the high where it's, you know, cold and stuff, but I moved out Howard. I moved out to, uh, from Kentucky or from Tennessee to, uh, Fort Collins, Colorado as a youth. I think I was okay. 18. Mm-hmm. I moved out there okay. and just fell in love with it. It was just, mm-hmm. I, I, it was like, I came home. Um, So yeah, Yeah. I I, I am an outlier in my family and otherwise, but uh, man, I I understand that. Well, thank you for giving us a behind the scenes look at just the routines that you have. It's always of interest to see somebody who's achieved a lot and what they do, what's helped them get there. So thanks for being with us.
1: Can I uh, share my greatest joy right now? Please. Okay. The grandparents will appreciate this. Okay. I have a granddaughter. Her name is Gigi, and that is the love of my life, the greatest joy that I've ever had. And I dedicated my book FTI to uh, Gigi.
0: I saw that, and I thought, I, I don't know that I've ever seen a book because I, I, I probably vet a you know a couple books a, a week, uh, and yeah. uh, look at the I look at everything, the acknowledgments, the endorsements, the who it's dedicated to. And I saw that, and that that is precious. Uh, it is precious, Howard. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Just great behind the scenes sharing from Howard Partridge. One more time, his new book, FTI Failure to Implement is available at howardpartridge.com or wherever you buy books. Coming up in episode 762, are we modeling life as a blessing or a burden? I was talking about the hectic pace of life as an entrepreneur and husband and father. And my friend just said, so what are you showcasing to your kids that being a businessman and father is just hectic and frantic. Is that what you want them to think? Well, that was really convicting because no, it's not what I want them to think. And it made me think of my life overall. And what am I showcasing? So in this show, I play a, about a one and a half minute clip from Zig Ziglar. He references how we greet each other, such as when a husband and wife join back up at home after a day of work or taking the care, car- the kids around or, you know, running errands. The norm of humanity is to start into sharing what all went wrong, the negatives. And in doing so, what are we showcasing to, our kids and to each other? Is this what leads our kids to an initial thought that work and parenting is a negative, a drag? Why would I want to leave childhood? Uh, And what would we then give them to look forward to? Well, from this, I ask. This question on Facebook, how do you showcase a positive outlook on life to others, your family, friends, coworkers, and such? Well, I had Tom Ziegler join me to talk through your responses and what came from the discussion as well was just how much, of course, those attitudes, how we view things and showcase things, how much it affects us. So a convicting show for sure. Till then, folks, thank you as always for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together.